You're listening to an episode of the Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life podcast with your host, Kim Olver. This is Kim, and welcome to the 147th episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. If you like today's episode, be sure to leave me a review wherever you listen to your podcasts and share with your friends on social media. Just don't forget to tag me at Olver International. Today, I'm excited to shift the conversation to relationships in celebration of February, also known as the month of love. Only, what if you are mourning the loss of a relationship and feeling like no one loves you in a romantic way? This beautiful month of love for everyone else is a stark reminder of all you have lost. Whether your relationship ended by death, divorce, or decision, there are many real people struggling out there as Valentine's Day is being commercialized all over the TV, radio, and internet. I know this pain very well firsthand, as the first two or three years after my husband passed away, Valentine's Day was the hardest holiday for me to get through. It wasn't like my husband was the most romantic guy in the world. Once I got pots and pans for Christmas that I didn't ask for. I can remember asking him for flowers one year for Mother's Day, and he got me potted flowers to plant in my garden. It wasn't the Valentine's memories that got me. It was listening to all the people talk about planning their special moments with their loved ones. I heard, buy the one you love, take the one you love, do this with the one you love everywhere. And it was a cold reminder to me that the one I loved who loved me back was no longer here, which meant no one loved me, at least not in the romantic sense. It was excruciating for the first two or three years. The first year was so bad that I began anticipating future years in advance, telling myself, you know, you're going to be so sad on Valentine's Day. On the third or fourth year after my husband died, I started to see how pathetic that was and vowed to have a different experience. I knew I had a good life and lots of people who loved me, just not in a romantic way. I had tons of support and wonderful supportive people in my life. In fact, one couple from my church during one of my sad Valentine years had invited me out with them for a Valentine's dinner so I wouldn't be alone. Even my sons had dates on Valentine's Day. But this particular Valentine's Day, I decided I wasn't going to spend it feeling sorry for myself. Because I know choice theory and am clear that if I'm experiencing emotions that are painful and I don't want to feel that pain, I can change those emotions by doing or thinking different things. My prior behavior was to sit around, maybe watching a rom-com on TV, thinking how sad it was that everyone except me was out with their loved one having a romantic time. Seemed like if I didn't change that scenario, I would be in for another devastating Valentine's Day. So I stiffened my spine and decided to dive into gratitude instead. I realized I was focusing on what I didn't have instead of all the things I did have. Raising my two strong-willed sons by myself was one of the hardest things I've had to do in my life. It was hard because part of the parenting duo that made things work was missing. I had the mom part down. I knew how to do that, but I had no clue how to father those children. I don't believe women can be fathers to their children, even though I've heard many women say, I had to be a mother and father to my children. Personally, I didn't think that was possible. I had no idea how to teach those boys to be men. 
I knew what I appreciated in men, but that isn't the same as raising your boys to be men from a man's point of view. I was painfully aware of my shortcomings in that area. My solution was to engage males in my life to spend time with my kids so they would have positive male influences. I had a father and brothers. My husband had brothers. There were coaches, teachers, community members, all willing to engage with my kids. During this Valentine's Day, I decided to write every single one of them a thank you note for their involvement in my son's lives. I decided to write every single one of them a thank you note for their involvement in my son's lives. Early on Valentine's Day, I went to the local CVS to buy thank you notes, and then I sat at my kitchen table literally the entire day until 10 at night, writing specific thank you notes to all the people who had done something kind, supportive, or encouraging toward myself or my son since my husband's death. I hoped I didn't leave anyone out, but I had over 100 thank you notes that day, and I felt more love that day than I had on any other Valentine's Day in my history or even since. For me, it was my focus that was off. I was focused on the one thing I didn't have, a romantic partner, and was neglecting all the wonderful, amazing people I had in my life. Once my focus shifted from lack to abundance, I not only stopped feeling sorry for myself, but I felt so full of loving gratitude. I wrote those thank you notes for myself to lift me out of the depressing thoughts I was allowing to take over my brain, but I couldn't have anticipated the positive responses from the people I sent them to. Many people told me how much they needed to hear what I said in my messages, that it came right on time. I hadn't considered the effect they could have on others because I was so caught up in my own pain. But in every instance when I heard back from people, it seemed the message was the very thing they needed at that time. I say all this to say that people tend to be more aware of lonely people around Christmas than they do on Valentine's Day. There are many people for whom Valentine's Day is a trigger for their lack of a romantic partner on that day. Try not to be so caught up in your Valentine's celebration that you forget about the people who may be suffering. I remember that dinner invitation from Mr. and Mrs. Wolf was so helpful for me that year. Just to be with people I know liked me helped me through that one. It was better than sitting home alone. With February being the month of love, there are so many things to be aware of. It may be time to take stock of your committed relationship if you're in one. Is it healthy? Are you satisfied? Is your partner? Do you enhance each other's lives or take away from them? How are you communicating? How is your physical relationship? Do you confront issues as they occur or are you holding on to resentments? Use Valentine's Day as a relationship checkup and make the adjustments you want to make to either strengthen your relationship or reevaluate if you're in the best relationship for you at this time. Do you need to draw some boundaries, take some time for yourself, perhaps see other people, or even end your relationship altogether? This is also a month when people who are single by choice may reaffirm their decision to be single or start to wonder if they'd rather be part of a couple. If you've made the decision to be single, this is a great time to evaluate your decision within the current context of your life. Do you still want to live as a single person? Do the benefits of single life still outweigh the benefits of a relationship for you? 
Have you been toying with the idea of dipping your big toe back into the dating arena? Are you considering your BFF with benefits as someone you might want to deepen your connection with? There is absolutely nothing wrong with staying single for life. However, much of society can make you feel as if there is. When you're single, well-meaning friends and relatives like to see if they can hook you up with someone you would enjoy spending time with. This can be truly awkward. You might agree to a date just to keep your friend or relative from having a meltdown, even if you don't want to, which could lead to a horrible date and is unfair to the person you go out with. And if you say no and reassert your decision to stay single, sometimes the people in your life find that something to worry about. Are you okay? What's wrong with you that you don't want to be in a relationship? Might you be gay? Are you traumatized by how your last relationship ended? Or maybe you're still in love with your last romantic interest. When you're single by choice, February is still a great month to focus on relationships. You can focus on relationship with your friends or the all-important relationship you have with yourself. February is also home to Man Day on the 12th, Galentine's Day on the 13th, and Singles Awareness Day on the 15th. Man Day is celebrated on the Sunday before Valentine's Day, so this year it's on the 12th. It's a holiday to celebrate men. Men and women alike can appreciate and respect the men in their lives. Some men find it difficult and stressful to have a plan and to please their female partner on Valentine's Day each year. I've spoken with many men who resent being given a specific day to show their partner how much they love them when they believe it should be a thing all year long and not a cultural pressure placed on them to get it right on February 14th every year. Having a day about appreciating the important men in your life on the Sunday before Valentine's Day might just help them get more in the mood for Valentine's Day by hearing others appreciating them. Do you have special men in your life to recognize on Man Day? I know I have many. My father, two brothers, two sons, and two special male friends of mine. What men do you have in your life that deserve your special attention? This doesn't have to be a special occasion or gift-giving moment. It can simply be words of gratitude and appreciation for the men you value in your life. Let them know how special they are by sharing your specific observations about how they enhance your life. The day before Valentine's Day is called Galentine's Day, and it is a time for honoring the females in your life. It's a day for women to go out with their girlfriends and celebrate the friendships that women take for granted, their gal pals who support them through thick and thin. It's not always easy to share time with the women who are important to you when you're in a romantic relationship, are married, and have family responsibilities. On February 13th, the day is designated to do just that. Make a list of your favorite women, you know, the ones who see you at your worst and still love you, and enjoy their company doing whatever it is you love to do. It started as a mimosa-filled brunch, but it could be anything. Lunch, dinner, hike, skiing, book exchange, chocolate tasting, happy hour, Starbucks, really anything you enjoy. The idea is to do something together. It will likely involve lots of conversation because that's what we women love. Conversation. This isn't just a gender stereotype. In the female brain by Luann Brizendine, 
The author claims that women say about 20,000 words a day in comparison with men who speak about 7,000. So this is a day for women to have fun with each other and get their chat on. In case that isn't enough for you, the day after Valentine's Day is Singles Awareness Day, also known as Singles Appreciation Day, and it's conceived as a day for self-love and self-improvement. Whether you're single by choice or one day hope to be half of a partnership, Single Awareness Day reminds people that until they love themselves, it's difficult to find someone else to love them. While I love the idea of self-improvement, I don't think it's the work of only singles. People who are in relationships can also improve themselves, and it's also cool when couples share self-improvement goals. But this day, February 15th, is designated for singles to focus on self-love. I like that because it takes the pressure off feeling unloved when you aren't in a relationship. You're never unloved when you love yourself. As a choice theory person, my highest need has always been love and belonging. In mental freedom, I call it the need for connection. I genuinely like people and spend a great deal of time cultivating my relationships. I have wonderful female friends that I don't know how I could get through this life without. Until recently, the last 10 years, I've almost always been part of a couple. I love romance and sharing my life with the man I love and respect. It's just that in the past decade, I haven't found a man I'm truly interested in. In 2006, I was so involved in my relationship, I did research and wrote a book called Secrets of Happy Couples. My relationship at that time ended in 2012, and I started a period of time where I'm single by choice. I am happy to live alone, but in no way am I lonely. I'm committed to my work, and my love cup overflows with the love of my eight grandchildren. In 2019, I was so interested in the loving relationship people have the potential to develop with themselves, I wrote the book Choosing Me Now as a guide for anyone who desires a step-by-step process towards developing a healthy, loving relationship with self. So just because the best-known February holiday is Valentine's Day, be sure to consider the other kinds of love in your life. They all deserve celebrating. With the majority of people in the Northern Hemisphere, February is a cold month, so why not warm it up celebrating all the love you do have in your life? If you're feeling a lack of love right now, then pour your love into loving yourself. There's always a loving path to follow when love is what you're seeking. I hope you enjoyed today's podcast, and remember to leave a review and share with your connections on social media. I also hope you'll join me next week when I'll be interviewing Dr. Vicki Lannerholm, a guest from last season, about her tips for good dating communication. I'm looking forward to it. Talk with you then. This has been another thought-provoking episode of Life Equals Choices, Choices Equal Life. To listen to past episodes, please visit our website at lifeequalschoices.com or listen wherever you download your podcast. And don't forget... Remember to subscribe.